0: Your team member is not a mind reader, they don't know what you want. And so they just gotta do what they have done in the past and from their previous employments they had, and you know, follow along as best they can, but they don't know what you necessarily want unless you define it. So it's really important to do that. Welcome to the 7 Figure Freedom Podcast, where ambitious CEOs turn to transition from being the doer of the business to being the leader of the empire. I'm Madeline white silva I'll share my real-life struggles and breakthroughs as I've scaled my businesses and grown a team that run the day-to-day without me so that now I run my seven-figure business on three-day work weeks. Join our community of visionary entrepreneurs and transformational leaders as we create lasting impact, financial freedom, and an awesome, rewarding life with a powerhouse team by your side. The next Stage And fourth stage is the team up stage. Now the team up stage is not for everybody. This is for builders, people who actually want to build an empire. I would say it's between 500 to 750 K. Now I want to say something about this dollar amounts and that I'm applying to the different stages. They are by no means a hard rule. I've been to many, many businesses that are multiple seven figures that are literally building seven figures on a startup stage. It's very chaotic. They Or maybe they have some systems in place and some team members in place, but it's very chaotic. You know, they haven't really gone full in refining each one of of the stages. So it's very clunky, overly complex. And the CEO often is trying to be the glue of the business and failing horribly at it and feeling terrible about it. So... This is the ideal stages that I'm really walking you through now and what to do in each stage if you want to do it as quickly as easily as possible, right? So in the team up stage, if you want to build an empire, you will need a team to run it, right? It may seem that building a team is the natural progression and something that you have to do in order to succeed, but that's not really true. You know, only do this step if you are truly want to be a builder and build that muscle of knowing what it takes to be a leader of a team. If you are a visionary, pure visionary, there are more aligned business models for you that doesn't require building a team or an empire. And you can still get to seven figures and beyond. Like there's ways that you can leverage the dream up startup and scale up stages to get you to seven figures with a hand, like just with like, Maybe two to three VAs. It's totally possible. But I'm now speaking to those of you who are looking to build an empire, maybe hit it into the eight figures, really seeing what that's going to take. So the thoughts you might have in a team up stage are things like if someone could just do it for me, right? My life would be so much better. If I, somebody else could just take this thing off my plate and do it for me, I just, you know, if I didn't have to handle these details, that would be amazing. And There may also be a sense of like, I may as well just do it myself. This is very, very common for CEOs at this level where they just feel like none of the team members really deliver the level of quality that they want or do it as fast as they can. And it takes so much energy and time of the CEO to teach what it is that I do to a team member and convey how they want it done that they rather just say, dude, like I could just do it myself. And we might need more people, but... I can't afford to hire anyone else. This is another very common bottleneck at this stage. It's that everybody's over committed in the business. Everybody is working too much. Everybody has too much on their plate and the team is really overextended. And the CEO oftentimes know this. It's not like it is something that they haven't noticed, but they just can't figure out how to hire more people because they're already paying so much of their revenue out in payroll. And so... They thinking that if I can just make an extra five thousand, an extra ten thousand dollars a month, then I can finally hire the team I need, and so they have this wishful thinking, hoping that they just need to go over this next hump, right? And and oftentimes when you start bumping into these kind of capacity blocks, it's very hard to get over these incremental capacity blocks to grow that extra five to ten percent when you're already bumping in to areas where you just can't grow anymore. So that means that you have capacity blocks inside your business. and you actually need to eliminate those capacity blocks for your business to grow that extra five to 10%. So it is chicken or the egg question or catch 22 that many CEOs get stuck in when they are looking to grow, growing their, their business and their team and really scale it beyond just being a solopreneur with a couple of VAs. It's this catch financial catch 22 of knowing what needs to happen in your business, but not having a cash flow and thinking that if you just make a little bit extra money every month, then finally, you're going to be able to do those things. And then staying in that space for years. I see this. This is, again, something that will burn you out. It will burn your team out. It will create a team members that feel resentful. It will create high overturn on the team that's coming in. It just creates a lot of clunkiness in your business along the way. So there's also this feeling oftentimes that you made sense that you said, you know, dude, like I told you how to do this a hundred times. Why are you not doing it when speaking to a team member? Feeling like you're just having to repeat yourself all the time and staying on top of every team member and making sure that they actually doing what they're supposed to be doing and that they're delivering quality work and handling your clients the way you want it done and just feeling like, why don't they get it, right? Why don't they get it? And and then this wishful thinking that you just fit, wish things were easier and simpler. And maybe you even wondering like, ugh, why did I ever even get into this, right? Like why, maybe I should just go back to where I were. You know, I was making, and this is also a very common common thing I hear from CEOs at this level, where they tell me that, you know, I was making the same amount of money when we were making 250 k as we're making now when we're making 750 k meaning that the take-home payroll that they take home for themselves is the same. They haven't actually been able to grow their profit margin because they added in a lot of complexity and team members along the way, and it's eating up all their revenue, and there's not a whole lot of profits left over. And so it starts feeling like, why am I even doing this? Where's the reward of all this hard work that I'm putting into my business? And, and there's also this level of feeling like anytime you step away from the business, things starts falling apart and, or things go sideways. And so before you take a vacation, you're working twice as hard. And then when you get back, you have having to work twice as hard to then clean up messes that happened while you were gone. And so it gets really stressful to take time away from the business And so you're starting to feel like even when you step away, you're obsessing over the business. Even if you're not working all those hours, you're constantly problem solving and trying to figure out ways to do things differently. And you're stressing when you're not there. You feel guilty when you're not there. And then you feel guilty when you're there because you're neglecting other areas of your life and sacrificing other things that really matters to you. And so in this, again, this catch 22, right? Of where you just, it's clunky and it's hard. And you're wondering if it's ever going to stop, right? If it's ever going to get easier. And so number one thing to focus on in the team up stage is delegation. So the thing that's really helps you with delegating is that just like you need a team around you to be successful and be able to scale your business, because there comes a time when you just cannot just do everything that needs to happen in your business. Your team also needs systems around them. You need to be able to plug your team into a system that actually do the heavy lifting for you as far as managing quality control and managing deadlines and managing that the team gets done what they need to get done. And so when you put these things in place, it gets so much easier because now your team is not relying on you to telling them what to do. And they are actually doing the work without you really having to spend that much time with them. So for example, in my business, I run my business on three-day work weeks, and my team is there running the day-to-day of the business. And I currently have nine team members, and they are all working independently. And we meet about 30 minutes every week for our team meeting, where we go over some of the main projects, talk big pictures. And if we need to, I sometimes have 30-minute team training. It doesn't happen every week. But it, this is where I really talk about the big picture. It kind of fills them in where we take any company. I address any concerns or things that I think that they can tweak, that they should be doing better in the business overall, maybe going over a brand new SOP or we changing a software or something like that. That's where we spend the time. And for the rest of the time, my team works independently. So we have... Standard operational procedures, which is the number one guardrail. The standard operational procedures are not created by me. It's created by my team. They write them, they create them and develop them. And then one of my team members kind of manages and assigns SOPs to team members and also make sure that the format is right reviews the SOPs, make sure they're well-written and usable. And she also stores them in our SOP library inside of ClickUp, which is our product management tool. And it's super neat, super easy to find. Our whole team knows how to use SOPs and write SOPs. And, and this is like guardrail number one. So when we bring in a new hire, we have a whole training board, you know, to task on their job description with all the SOPs so that they can literally, with very little, like 30 minutes a day, get training on the different tasks that they would be responsible for and from day one add value. So number one thing is having the SOPs in place, creating that guardrail, right? That's the number one guardrail that the team handles. The other guardrail is the company culture. And the company culture is something that's really dependent on me as a CEO and what my values are that I want to instill into my team. This is more about how the team behaves and how I want them to show up, how we communicate what the expectations are. So this is where we really discuss all the things that you can imagine that annoys CEOs on the back end that the team members do that they wish they'd never done and that they think is common sense, because it turns out common sense is not very common. That is the stuff that we put into the company culture so that we really set the expectations, you know, for the team member when they step into our business. So, for example, if you hire somebody from a corporate setting and they come into your business and you go, oh, my God, they're so corporate. Well, part of that is because you haven't actually given them the company culture to plug them into and train them on how you want them to behave and how you want them to show up. So we are always putting those two guardrails in place, the SOPs and the company culture. And together they create A really great container for our team to really perform at very high levels from day one, they step into the business. It also makes delegation super easy and straightforward. And so this is a process that's really important for you to build out if you really want to grow a team to make it super easy on you and create a self-managing team. And so this is something that we help our clients do inside our accelerator program. We actually partner with them, help them assess their team and then help them build these processes out for them. And I call this, you know, without these guardrails, your team just becomes ping pong balls inside your business and just popping off everywhere. You know, it's just becomes a real mess and it's very unpredictable how they're going to show up and what they're going to do because you haven't actually set the expectations of what you're looking for. And it's not really the team member's fault. Again, this is you taking responsibility and really creating the environment that your team members can succeed. You know, so often people think that if I just find that one unicorn perfect team members it's because I can't find good people. Nothing works in my business. When in reality, it's because we haven't cultivated the environment to plug that team member into so that can be successful. We haven't set clear expectations of what we actually want them to do to be successful in our business and how we want them to show up. And so those things without speaking them, without guiding them, your team member is not a mind reader. They don't know what you want. And so they just got to do what they have done in the past from their previous em- employments they had and you know follow along as best they can. But they don't know what you So right now you can get my super simple team assessment process that helps me evaluate my current team, identify if I need to hire somebody else, what kind of training my team members need, who is worth investing in and who needs to be more challenged to grow with a company and really turning those less than motivated team members into productive, valuating, value adding team players. It's an on-demand five-part video series that will walk you through the whole process. It's totally free and you can find it at hello sevenfigurefreedom.com, team team team-assessment-video-series. We'll make sure to add the link in the show notes and let me know. You necessarily want unless you define it. So it's really important to do that. The other thing that really want to get good at is recruitment. You need to be able to find top talent and also really know what makes a top Candidate for a specific job position that you want to fill in your business. So, we look at things like StrengthsFinder and human design to really figure out how people are wired and what their natural strengths are. And then we really also, of course, look at skill set. But so often here, CEOs want to hire people with the right skill set because they don't want to have to train them. They don't want to have to tell them what to do. They just want them to be able to step into their business and do everything the way they want it done. Now, that's a very unrealistic expectation. Okay. So your team members, like I said before, they're going to need to have very clear expectation, both of how you want the work done and how you want them to behave. Right. And on top of that, even though they come in with the skill set, they're still not going to do things exactly the way you want them to be done unless you communicate your expectations. So in my business. I always focus on hiring team members for the company culture. That is the most important piece. Are they a good fit for my company culture? And I look for people that are fast. They get stuff done really quickly. They love to check things off on the checklist. They go-getters I'm looking for people that are enthusiastic and positive and have a great outlook on life. I'm looking for people that want to be part of a bigger vision and feels inspired and want to support. And then we can train them on the skills. We have the stuff to bring them on board and train them on what they need to do. And yes, I want to look at, do they at least going to enjoy the work that, are, that we're going to hire them for? So it's good if they have some relevant experience, but it's not the most important thing. And I'm also really important to focus on in the team up stage is really figuring out who do you actually need on your team? What is the organizational chart that you need to develop and build out to really fill the gaps so that you have a team that can support the growth that you want to see in your business? And when do you hire that team members? And what is your budget for hiring that team? Right, All of these things are really important to understand so that you don't hire too soon, overcommit too much of your revenue offer too much so that then as the business grows and your overhead grows because you're adding more team members in, all of a sudden there's no profit margin left. So building a team out strategically, intentionally, and knowing what the budgets are going to be along the way is super important. And the number one thing that gets in the way here is, it's like I said, believing that common sense is common. You know, having this idea that team members can just step into your business and just know what needs to get done or understand how you see things. And it's simple things like how they track their time or when to show up to the team meeting or have the camera on at a meeting or not, you know, what to wear when they're in front of a client. You know, all of these things needs to actually be set up clear expectations so that your team can show up exactly the way you want them to. Struggling to find the right team members and You know, having it be super time consuming to train them, hard to get them to do what you really want well, and a high turnover. These are all things that gets in the way in the team up stage. And these are all, you know, challenges that really can send you spiraling and your business spiraling is incredibly costly to do the trial and error in the team up stage and not knowing exactly what you are doing as you are hiring and building out your team. It's really important to have support here and have a mentor. That has trained that knows how to build out the, the SOPs who knows how to build out the company culture. Knows know how to recruit, who know how to find top talent and knows how to train these people. So you have a training protocol that you can put in place so that you have these systems in place and start thinking about that before you just go out and hire. Most CEOs, they just go, oh my God, I'm overwhelmed. I need to hire somebody. And they just hire somebody, bring some on board and then show them how to do something. And then I just have them do it. And it's not a lot of thought, not a lot of details and not a lot of structure to plug that team member into. And so it's really hard to get the most out of that team member. And over time, team members will get resentful. They will quietly quit. They get, you know, demotivated and, or they start just doing crappy work. All of those things are incredibly costly, especially if you have a fast moving business and you may not notice it because you as a CEO, you are doing a bunch of other stuff in your business and you're not focused specifically on that. So that's a really big problem to have. And next... The business model you're building an empire here right so you really need to be strategic and looking at the scale up business stage and then looking at what is it going to take to get to the next level and what is that empire actually going to look like and also building an empire even if you're building an empire you still really need to make sure that it's in alignment where you want to end up in the end right so that you build the business that you actually love And that you enjoy that gives you the the financial freedom and the time freedom and the creative freedom that you're after and you also scaling so you're really looking at your business structures and your team is this scalable if i 10x overnight what is going to break first it's a really good question to ask yourself to see What in your business needs to be tweaked to be scalable? Okay, so really go through your whole business looking at those things. The leadership piece here is about leading your team, becoming a true leader, stepping out from being the doer to being the leader inside your business and really guiding the team in the right direction. Understanding how to bring the best out of your team. How do you develop team members? So we hear so much that as a CEO, we should be working in our zone of genius, but that is also true. With your team members. Every single team member needs to be working in their zone of genius. And when you put your team members in their zone of genius and really cater the job around their natural strengths and their unique wirings, they will start producing at a much higher level. There'll be a lot. Easier to manage because they know and have confidence of what they're doing. And it's not, it's not going to take as much to get them up and running in a business and in the role that you hire them for. And they're also way more motivated. They're way more inspired. They're going to show up happy. They're going to leave the work excited. Like there is this level of momentum that starts happening when you really understand how to cultivate and bring out the best out of your team. And the skills to grow in the team up stage is team recruitment. How do you find? and hire top talent, team development. How do you develop and really create the environment for new hires to step into your business to really be successful in your business? And how do you develop top talent inside your team? And also team leadership skills. How do you lead a team? What is your team really looking for? One of the things that I see a lot of CEO doing is stepping in a meeting with a team and they're just brainstorming. They just kind of brain dumping their ideas and thoughts, and then they hope that the team can just fix it and, you know, run with it. And they just, and oftentimes the team is leaving kind of confused. They're not really sure what needs to happen. There's not a lot of clarity. And, and then the CEO goes, oh, my team is a very good, like they don't really know what they're doing. But in reality, if you showed up to the meeting and told the team, this is what I want you to do, when you shared had really clear direction of the strategy that you want to it, and you gave them some specific of how you wanted it implemented and what you want done, your team oftentimes can take those ideas and run with them and actually create real movement and implement them directly into your business. So we had this process called From Idea to Implementation that I run with my team where I do have an idea and a a thought and a strategic download that I have. I bring it to my team members. I share it with them and then they build out the project plan. We'll fine tune that project plan over a couple of meetings, quick meetings. And then once we have it hundred percent dialed in, then we build it out and click up, which is our project management software and assign it to the team members, set the deadlines for the timelines. And then the team starts, actually implementing that idea right into my business. So there is some really strategic ways that I do with my team and how I lead them. I don't feel ever the need to rush and do the work that they are doing because I know how to lead them and give them the strategic input that they need and empower them to lead themselves inside my business and get the work done for me. So this is a skill set that is really important for you to deliver as you are in the team up stage. And you're also really moving from the doer to the leader. So like I said, the the knee-jerk reaction may be to jump in when something isn't done to your specification and just do it yourself, when in reality you want to never fix your team members mistakes so this is actually a rule inside my business that none of us fix somebody else's mistakes we bring it to their attention and then they have to fix their mistakes this is how people learn making mistakes and allowing your team to make mistakes is not necessarily a bad thing as long as they're learning from the mistakes and you're keeping them accountable to excellence and you're constantly fine-tuning that conversation but leading is really communicating to the team in a clear way of what needs to happen and keeping them accountable. So in my mind, there's only two things that our CEOs needs to be responsible for. It's creating the vision of what we want to build and what we are creating, and then keeping the team accountable to that vision. And so this is the really important piece as you're scaling out. Thanks for tuning in to the 7 Figure Freedom Podcast. I hope this episode sparked a shift in perspective to help you amplify your impact, income, and freedom. Schedule a call with me today. You'll find the scheduling link in the show notes to take the first step towards gaining clarity on how to bring your vision to life with more ease. I'm looking forward to reconnecting with you next week for more insights, inspiration, and innovation. Check the show notes for additional resources.